and we are live. Welcome. It's, I don't know. How do they do the Saturday Night Live stuff? Live from New York. It's Saturday night. It's but it is Wednesday. Yeah, it is neither Saturday nor New York. <laughs> nor is it live. Yeah, for them, yeah. It's yeah. live for us. Live for us. Live reacts. Oh. That's what this episode is going to be about. Live reacts. Oh um, my gosh. I'm so excited. So I recently finished a, a very smutty novella. I don't know why I liked it so much. I don't know. Their names were silly. Very silly. What a strong the start. The drama was real. You came straight out with, I really like this book. I have no idea why. <laughs> it was it was a whirlwind, let me tell you what. However, uh, reading the beginning of the novella, I was like, yo, what is absolutely going on right now? And I knew if I read it out to Sarah, Sarah would also feel the same way I was feeling because wow because I have a potential title for this episode besides live react but I can only say it after we reread it because mm, I oh see. my gosh would, would you would you like to introduce introduce oh, yeah. today's episode list oh yeah so for the rest of today's episode we are gonna use this feelings that we get from this um from this smutty novella and go straight into iron flame <laughs> i just i just meant like did you want to say hey oh, it's, it's sarah and Liz. welcome to everything but the book yeah. my bad i this is what three hours of sleep does to you yeah oh wait. Everybody, it's everything but i thought book. i thought you were peak performance on three hours of sleep this is what you just told me at work at work but I said a lot of weird shit today. I'm like, what? I couldn't even spell Steven's name correctly. It was bad. Um, it was a rough day today. Let, let but me, I did a lot. Let me just say, none of this came up about two and a half minutes ago when Alyssa said three hours is peak performance amount of sleep for me. And now now the real details are coming to light. And I'm not going to lie, I feel a bit misled. <laughs> I was cooking, I don't know whether it was gas or crack, you know, it's one of the two. Oh my god. Oh. Well, I'm... Yeah, so, everything but the book. Hello. Mm -hmm. Nope. It's us, we're back. If you're still here, that means you didn't, um, hate our reaction to Fourth Wing so much that you unsubscribed, and that's pretty cool. For the other yeah. people who are here, that must mean you didn't listen to our fourth wing episode. In which case, um, you're probably not going to like this one either. <laughs> if you didn't like, well, me, let me speak for me. If you didn't like my take on fourth wing, you're really not going to like my take on Iron Flame. And I'll leave it at that. But, um, yeah, yeah, Alyssa. I think I way liked fourth wing more than I did Iron Flame. I think that's because I was coming from a five to a four versus like a three point five up to a four. There's very different four feelings. I think the general consensus overall that I have seen online is that the expectations around mm -hmm. Iron Flame were a lot higher 
Like people wanted oh, yeah. it to be bam and then bam and they were like it didn't it didn't mm -hmm. bam. You know, it was bamming it didn't, it didn't a little bit less. But yeah, um, bam less. But you I wanted to ask. You wanted to start off this episode with uh, this smut book that you've already kind of introduced that you read. I have not read. Mm -hmm. And you wanted mm -hmm. to read us the first two pages so that we can experience the emotions of whatever this is going to be with you. Yes. Uh, it is called Same Time Next Year, uh, and it's by Tessa Bailey. <clears throat> Chapter 1. Britta, from Britta's point of view. New Year's Eve 2023. That table isn't enough to hold three people, I shout over the sound of fireworks bursting outside directly above the harbor. A dancing trio of ladies in, a se in sequin dresses is putting way too much trust in an ancient piece of furniture that stems of... The the stems of their high heels dangerously close to the edge, and somehow their safety is the least of my concerns. Pluggers is slammed. I can't sling beers and shots fast enough. Despite the handwritten sign I post on the door, people continue to bring lit sparklers inside the bar, and it'll be a miracle if we don't get shut down by the fire marshal. The glittery, glittery gold garland? Thanks. Uh, I hung in a zigzag pattern across the bar in the name of being festive is now being used for an impromptu game of tug-of-war. This year is definitely going out with a bang. An hour ago, the volume level went from merely loud to ear-splitting when the hockey boys arrived. Fresh from a win. <laughs> I'm, ho I'm, holding my, I'm holding my breath just in case that wasn't the end. Um, I can keep going, but, uh, see, I got, I got very scared right there. I go, wait. Wait a minute. We're <gasps> hockey boys. And it's New Year's Eve. Boys. New Year's. Eve. Oh, did Tessa Bailey pop our shit? That's, a, I, that's the title of the episode. I was like, did Tessa Bailey steal a fucking book idea? <laughs> no, this is a player versus a ref. We're still safe. We're still safe. But yeah, so that was like the first, like, I don't know. Like, actual first probably page of a book. I don't know. I'm, I was reading it off my phone, so it was, like, first two pages. But I go, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, wow. I, I'll be honest. I was expecting it to be really different. I was expecting us to get introduced to the main character as, like, a super pick-me. Oh. Like, mm -hmm. aggravatingly. Mm-hmm. No, I was like, is this fucking play about us? <laughs> I, uh, okay, here's what I wrote down. Same time next year by Tessa Bailey. Elevated surfaces. That's it. That's all the notes I took. <laughs> white girls love elevated surfaces. Drunk white girls. To be specific. Um, that's very, that's very fair. Yeah. So... I have read a book by Tessa Bailey. Which one? I DNF'd it. I didn't like it at all. Um, oh, you know what? No, I don't think it's Tessa Bailey. I think it's Olivia Dade. They have the same looking covers, well, so never mind. The well-played, well well-matched by oh, Olivia yeah, Dade. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I read one of those. It was, it was so god-awful that I had to DNF it. I DNF'd another book this week. Also a romance. It's one of those classic Harlequin romances called 
Taming the Highlander. Yes, yes, you heard that correctly. It takes place in 14th century Scotland. Um, mm. And I was like... The quality was great then. I was like, okay. You know what? I'm going to give this a chance. I could find it at the library. Uh, you know, one of those classic 80s romance novels. And it just was so not interesting. I'm not going to say it was bad, but... There was no story going on. This, you just, all of a sudden, there's the, you know, tall, handsome Laird who doesn't talk a whole lot and doesn't take interest in women, and he's forced to marry so-and-so after, you know, years after the tragic death of his wife, and, um, you know, and now he's, he's starting to fall in love with her even though he really didn't want to, but you have no clue why he's falling in love with her like there's not a single quality about her that he likes he doesn't really enjoy spending time with her he is actively avoiding her because he doesn't want to develop feelings for her and yet all of a sudden like halfway through the book he comes around and he's just like oh i just can't help it i'm just in love with her i'm like how do you know that you don't there was no there was no character development whatsoever and then you're probably wondering, Sarah, why were you reading a romance novel for the character development? Well, let me tell you, there's hardly any spice in the frickin' book to begin with. So it's like, what What am I reading this for? Lots and lots of, and then it happened. Bitch, what happened? Details. So what you're supposed to tell me? I need to know because I'll be honest, that's the only reason I'm still reading this book. So... Don't feed the black in a fucking harlequin novel? Yes. Wow. Like, a lot. And that was a panty dropper for people? Like, what? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's a it's, long way in Spice World, I guess. To quote It's Always Sunny, my favorite quote, it's the implication. I think <laughs> when this book was coming out, it was more the implication of the sexual activity than it was the actual description of it. Yeah. We've come a long way, ladies. Yep. Yeah. Woo. More power to us. Anyways, you didn't ask for that, but I DNF that book at like seventy percent of the way done. So it's funny you say those things that you hate about that book. <laughs> Why? I will say there's character development in this one. I did see the character development. I did see the reasons why he likes her and why she likes him, even though they don't even though she doesn't want to fall for him. Mm. It's kind of one of those. But, like, you get you get good advice. You get good character development. A lot of people didn't like the book, though. I looked. Um, it was definitely one of the... I was in the minority of giving it a five-star because I was so giddy about it. Oh, a lot of people did not like this book. They're like... How can you write Canadians that way? I'm like, oh, that's not what I came for. <laughs> Wait. Why <laughs> is the only... Write that down. Oh, just... <laughs> write that down. How uh, can you only... write Canadians uh, that way? Why is the only Canadian town they mention is Edmonton or something? And I was like, guys, that's not... You're missing the point. <laughs> you're, you're literally missing the point. Also, what if that's the biggest city near them? Canada is fucking huge. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, Canada's huge. You should talk about... I was like, that's not... 
that's not integral to the story of like why Canada's so big. Like that's not no. Was she being oh, no. derogatory towards Canadians? I don't think so. I didn't see anything glaringly racist about it, but I could be very naive about racism in Canada. That's a whole other can of worms that we are not even gonna un- not even gonna start no. to unpack today. I don't even know how to unpack that. Um, I don't know. I liked it. Very smutty. Um, not my normal cup of milk. I still don't know if I like that smut, but I was like, okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Wait, yeah. In your review, you said something about like. Normally I can keep a straight face, but with this one I couldn't. What happened? I was like, tell us. I was just like, oh, like it. It was just wild. I was like, bug eyed. Oh, like, oh, what happened? My pearls, kind of thing. What happened? Uh, I think it was like the dirty talk. I was like, oh. It was like very aggressive. I was like, oh, oh. Why are we saying this? <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when it's like, they said that out loud? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah okay, well, I feel you. I feel you. That, and I'm still not... Granted, this was, again, not a lot, so that was great. Um, but anytime I, they mention, like, the back door, I'm like, no, no, no. Other stuff. Other stuff comes out of there. You don't need to put nothing in there. Mm-mm. Oh, you're talking about anal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know why I thought... hearing about it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. And it's always like a surprise. And you're like, why are you surprising them with this? This sounds awful. You should have talked about it. Wait. You mean the girl surprising the guy, right? No, no, I mean, no, I'm girl. out. I'm out. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's not like. Where'd you go? It was. I was like, I just went to get you. Not gonna lie, I have no idea what you just said. Or what you were trying to intimate to me with your hand movements. <laughs> that looked painful. <laughs> yeah, they're always like. I slipped a finger. You're like, why? Why did you not ask her if she was oh. allowed if she liked that? Oh, oh, the fi- the, no. cl- the classic finger slip. Not like, yeah. not like the whole yeah. P got stuck in the whole A unintentionally. Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct. Now I know. Now I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're like the finger slip. You're like, what? <laughs> okay, that's kind of different. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I stick with what I said. That's different. <laughs> is that... That's still your potato soup, right? Oh, yeah. I am chowing down on my Hungarian potato soup. Oh, that's right. The Hungarian spice. Yes. It's Hungarian because of the Hungarian paprika. Not really. I even added some Tabasco because, you know, I live where I live now. And <laughs> it's got a little bit of a kick, but not... Not much. It's pretty I know good. I, the first time I read, like, that you were getting, like, the Hungarian stuff, and I was like, Hungarian horntail? Like, I immediately went to, like, <laughs> Harry Potter, and I was like, what? 
Yeah, I said, no way in hell my grocery store is going to have Hungarian paprika. I've never heard of that before in my life. Sure enough, it wasn't even in, like, international food aisle. It was straight up with the other spices. Just chilling with its brothers and sisters in the spice aisle. They're like, hey, what's up, oregano? What's going on, minced garlic? I'm here, hot Hungarian paprika, just like I've always been. Lies. Man, Whatever. that's wild. I, I, I was so flabbergasted. Yeah, like I sent you a picture of it. I was like, who'd have thought? <laughs> who'd have thought this was here? Ne- yeah, never seen that before. So yeah, I Ever. made my babushka soup um, mm. of potatoes, smoked sausage, and uh, cabbage. Um, I'm figuring out what it's like to be a poor Hungarian farmer who also has access to sausage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, 14th century Scottish Highlands. Like, essentially... You were living it out. A hot laird would have no choice but to fall in love with me. Right. He'd be like, well, I don't right. actually like her. I don't find her attractive. But, man, she can cook a Hungarian soup. Maybe that's what you didn't get to after those DNFing after 70 mm. pages. You know? You missed the soup. That's what I missed. The good soup? You know what? I think I'll live. Yeah. I think I'm going to make it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I read a contemporary romance this week. I'm proud of you. Yay, me. It was paranormal, though, so I don't know if it counts. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Um, My Roommate is a Vampire by Jenna Levine. Oh, that sounds cute. What it, it came out fun? this year. I think it came out in August of this year. Um, right. And... How did I see that on Goodreads? I knew... I knew I was going to like it based on the cover art alone. It is one of the cutest covers for a contemporary romance I've ever seen. The title and the cover tell you everything you need to know about this book. It's not super deep. You're not going to get any world building. It takes place in Chicago. Like, you'll be fine. The only thing I don't like about it is what I don't like about a lot of contemporary books in which they have to put you in a place in time that's the now. I like when we get put in a place in time in the past or in the future, but in the now, it just kind of feels so weird. I don't know why it's so jarring to me to be like reading a fiction novel and when they say, oh, I'm checking my Instagram or oh, ha ha ha, funny cat videos on TikTok. Like when they're really specific, specifically like brand names, I just, it throws me off so much. I don't know. I guess because I'm creating like a, a non-real narrative in my head and then all these real things come into it and I'm like, me no likey. Um, yeah. But everything else I really, really liked about it, mainly because a lot of vampires who are old and who live in like the modern world are really good at everything. They're like really rich or they're really smart or they're like, you know, they... Everything is effortless to them. And Frederick, the main vampire in this book, is the total opposite. Well, he has he has money, but he doesn't know how to do anything. 
All he knows is that he doesn't want to kill people, so he robs blood banks. That's why he starts out with a robbed blood bank. Um, but, <laughs> but he wants to learn how to blend in with humans, and he doesn't know how to do anything else. He doesn't know how to work a phone. He doesn't know how to use a credit card. Like He doesn't know how to order things. He doesn't know what television is. And so he puts an ad out on Craigslist for a roommate, and the main character, Cassie, is like, you know, she's trying to be an artist. And so she works a bunch of kind of dead-end jobs to try and make her art dreams come true. And she sees this rent and she's like, wow, I got to go meet the guy. He's got to be like this old dude or someone who's just like looking for companionship or whatever. Not in that way. But right, 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 right. Not yeah, like then she meets him and he's like <laughs> super hot and she doesn't understand. But he's really weird. <laughs> so he's not like oh super smooth talking and sultry voiced he's weird because he doesn't know how to live in this century and i just love that it was it was chef's kiss that the vampire character was weird and everyone who met him was just like he's really weird <laughs> um yeah well i just marked it to read because that sounds awesome so. hell yeah i really liked it i devoured it i hope there's gonna be a like a spin-off book. Mm. We'll see, though. Spin-off. I liked it a lot. So, yeah. You read a romance. Oh. I read a romance. I'm proud of you. I know that you really don't like contemporary romances. Mm-hmm. That is, like, literally... Which is why when you said that you were gonna... That you wanted to read this other one, I was like, oh, that's bald. It's kind of contemporary. I mean, they don't talk about, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there was a mention of TikTok. Honestly, I can't remember. I think I'm blurring too many lines in my brain. Also, you said it was, like, 143 pages, so. Yeah. You know, that feels like a burden I can take upon myself. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can shoulder that. Fair. Fair, 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 fair. Again, other than their weird-ass names, like, Britta... Oh my god! Like and Sumner. <laughs> Sumner, that is so stupid. Britta, like in Community, or like the filter, or the filter. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, that would be kind of hard to get over. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, I just kind of just didn't really think about it too much. Yeah. I mean, how often can they say their own names, really? Yeah. I don't need those names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the absolute audacity for Tessa Bailey to be so almost precise with the way we wanted to start off our hockey romance book. Yeah. Like ridiculous did so. we did we ever figure out what our hockey romance book is going to be called oh slap shot wrist oh. shot i don't know wrist shot <laughs> that's a that's a story thing mm. you know no. how, how you score a goal you risked it. I guys, I watch hockey no, sometimes. This is called contempt romance. 
hockey ref Patrick Rip Kurtz. Senior year of college. Yeah. No interest in hockey. BFF is a mascot. Goes to support. Ref's best friend works the camera and puts her on the screen to make her uncomfortable slash flirts. Was superstar for freshman year. Tragically broke leg and couldn't redshirt. He is a year older. She does a pitch perfect style dance to win him back. Team manager and security guy have beef. They may have dated the same girl at one point. Wait. Why does a team manager and the security guy... Where do we come up with that? <laughs> oh, this happened over a really drunk New Year's weekend. <laughs> we had... Oh, wow. We went to go see the hockey We did. It was the Fargo Force, and they, I mean, just absolutely annihilated whatever other team they were playing. That team doesn't even exist anymore. They beat them so bad. Oh my god. Yeah, that was really fun. Anyways. Yeah. It does, it, honestly, it still sounds like a good book. Years later, so. It does, yeah. We're literally killing it, and we kind of gave out some secrets, but whatever. Yeah. That's just to say that we can reference this podcast <laughs> as our intellectual property, and if anyone writes said book with those details, we'll be like, look, we'll have a call her daddy style breakdown of internet internet intellectual never mind ip we own the ip yeah it's ours not yours leave me alone i've been a big idiot today everybody at work is making fun of me (laughs) i think i would have made the same mistake so that's on the person to be honest who leaves it alone I accidentally, I accidentally stole someone's piece of cake today, and the whole world is acting like I'm Hitler. I didn't steal Poland, okay? It was cake! What kind of cake? Red velvet with cream cheese icing for nothing but... It was red velvet. A lot of people would say that's kind of like Poland. Yeah. With... Yeah, cream cheese icing from nothing but cakes. Oh. No, this shit was like for real. It was really good. Um, uh-huh. I didn't even take the whole thing, and then they were like, "No, no, now you gotta take the whole thing, or else we're gonna lose more respect for you." And I was like, "Like you had any to begin with?" <laughs> Workplace antics, am I right? Right, right, right. right. Ah. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, I guess. We can get the main event of the podcast. Let's do it. We, yeah, we probably should. Yes, so when we talked about Fourth Wing, you had already finished Iron Flame, right? I did, yeah, and that came up a lot in the episode because it it very much changed, like, the way I looked at some of the events from the first book, and so I'm sorry that I was not able to be um, an indifferent player when we recorded fourth wing there's my disclaimer i love it but i think some of it makes sense now that i read iron flame going back and being like oh that's what she meant yeah yeah i see i see it i agree i get it that it's weird what the fuck (laughs) but i was wondering i was like 
Sarah, why do you have such a big grudge? Yes, I get like the whole like school killing, taking like killing you or whatever. But then it gets egregious in the second one. Yeah. And I was like, why is she so mad about the school killing people? And I'm like, oh, because the school does kill more people. It's not even just the first year. It's not even just freshman attrition. It's all the time, anytime, yeah, anywhere. Yeah, you're, you're never safe. It's this, like, the same issue that I just couldn't get over in Naomi Novik's uh, School of Mance series. Oh, yeah. The, what was it called? Um... Uh... Uh, a Deadly Education. There you go. That was the first one, which is literally what it is, so, you know, it's well-titled, but it's like there is there is no point in time in which you're, like, considered safe, you know? There is no basic training. All right, you've done it, and now you get to be a real person. It's just like, we just kill everybody whenever. And I like that in this second book, the Griffin Riders, and we'll get to it, but the Griffin Riders are like, we don't do that we think that's really weird that you guys do that we share our talents and we share our power and we share our knowledge and that's how we get better by pulling each other up and you guys are weird for trying to take each other down i was like let's go yes that might have been my favorite part of the whole book except for the ending the ending was my favorite part of the whole book but we'll get that i bet we'll get that as soon as that (laughs) I was like, oh, oh, zip, oh, zip. Finally, yeah. yeah. I agree. Okay, before we just absolutely go off the rails with this thing, would you like to summarize Iron Flame for us? Okay. So, Iron Flame, it takes place literally, like, immediately after Fourth Wing. So, after... Uh, Violet's first year at her dead, deathly school. Um, and so she's got to figure out a couple of different things. Like, she is now bonded to Zayden, who is going to be sent, because he's like a senior or whatever, so he's going to be sent off to do real, like, war-type things. And their dragons are bonded, and if their dragons are separated for more than, like, four days or something like that they get really like problems it's painful like all that kind of stuff so they have to figure out how to be together but apart from each other um violet's also got to deal with um the death of liam from the first book so spoilers obviously but how that affects her and affects like her wing um not to mention guess what when remember when liam was dying he was like take care of my sister Sister shows up, and Violet's got to take care of a person who absolutely abhors her. So, there's that. And then, not to mention the fact, at the end of Fourth Wing, we see that um, there is more than that the actual military isn't training or preparing its students to face the real world. Almost like in Harry Potter... Um, basically, like, the fifth book, when, like, Dolores is there, and she's like, no, you don't get to learn defense against the dark arts. You just get to learn stuff. What dark arts? There are no dark arts. Like, why would you need to learn to defend yourself against that if it's not real? Yeah, it's very much like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, so Violet has to hide things from her best friend, and she makes a lot of decisions for 
uh, like her group, that her primary friend group, because of the stuff that she has seen, and she doesn't want to force her friends to make a decision one way or the other, I guess that's a decent way of saying it. Um, but we learn that the alliance between, like, the rebellion or whatever... It's not rebellion. What am I trying to say? They are They are okay. kind of, like... A rebellion or a revolution. I don't know. She says something about, like, oh, there's a difference between yeah. a rebellion and a revolution and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't... she's like, oh, it's a revolution because it's not a rebellion. So you're right. The revolution is alliance with the Griffin Riders and how that is transformed through everything. And again, with the with the different types of learning environments, different schools, like, all that type of thought, like, what is going on? Not to mention... Uh, that her brother's alive, and so now she gets to deal with that. She gets to deal with, like, her whole family dynamic changing between Mira, uh, her bro- What's her brother's name again? Brandon? Brennan. Brennan, thank you. Brennan, and then her mom, and her, and then she's got to figure out, like, how the wards work. So there's a lot of, there's a lot more stuff that happens in this book, I think. Yeah. We are just bombarded with new world knowledge. Yeah, lots and of world building. really difficult aspect of listening to an audiobook because I don't have a map so I don't I have no idea where we are in this world at all I'm just kind of like hanging on by a thread yeah yeah because they're they're in Navarre so that's like their country and they're at this war college Basgaith which is training them to be in the military right it's like going to a service academy in the U.S. and Mm -hmm. They, uh, the adversaries like come from the next country over, and they ride yeah. griffins. Which, you when you compare like these wimpy ass sounding griffins to these like amazingly cool dragons, it seems like kind of really outbalanced. Yeah. And the government of Navarre is keeping it a secret from their citizens that the. Griffin Riders and the Griffins and whatever country that is isn't really the enemy. It's the right. it's the venom. It's these magic yeah. wielders that take their magic from the earth as opposed to being inherently gifted with magic, um, or getting it from like their dragons or whatever. Yeah, this is essentially they steal it and channel it that way as opposed to being. Like uh, mm-hmm. having it naturally, which um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little bit team venom in this whole thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, oh! Only the special people can have magic. Fuck you. I'm gonna take. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get me some. To have magic. I'm gonna get me some. Percent. Especially when the whole like promotion system and the wealth and the prestige is based on how cool your power is which a lot of mm-hmm. times comes from your lineage so honestly it feels pretty classist navar does which I, th- I think is kind of the point we're not really supposed to like navar now that we know that it's been lying to its citizens right um right yeah it, not only its citizens like most of its military as well there's only like a couple people that know the truth and yeah so at the end of the first one violet leaves and they have this whole thing 
they get set up by Dane's dad, and then they go back to the college. She learns the truth. She learns what's really going on, and then she goes back? Question mark and pretends like yeah. nothing happened. What? It's like Harry Potter. Voldemort's real. Anyway, back to uh, fifth year. Oh no. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Sad. Anyway. Yeah, goes back and then gets like really wrapped up in this high school drama. And I was like, wait a second. Isn't there like this big other thing going on? Isn't this like not the main plot of the movie? Yeah, don't we like not need to be worrying about this right now? <laughs> I feel like there's bigger fish to fry, but okay. <laughs> yep. So yeah, sorry. I just I totally took the wheels. No. No. Took the wheels no, from you. No. No, you didn't. You're good. Yeah. Br- uh, Brennan faked his death. I love that for him. He's like. My family doesn't respect me and fakes his death. That is some petty ass shit. And I respect it. Question. Question for the group. Did you notice there is one particular line, and I want it to be true so badly, that Violet is talking to Brennan at some point, and she's talking to him about Taryn's previous rider. So Violet's dragon, Taryn, had a previous rider who died allegedly saving Brennan's life. And Violet is talking to Brennan and says something like, and he said his name, whatever his name, I don't really remember his name. And she's like, with the look in his eyes, I wondered if he meant something more to Brennan than just a friend. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, what an interesting plot hook that would have been. Can we please expand upon that? You can't just leave that out there and expect me not to just, no, 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 no. Eat that shit up. Yep. I I do remember this now. I don't remember his name, but I do remember that line. I'm like, oh, nice. That, like, you can't just, that's a plot hole that I'm going to be really, really upset if she just leaves. Mm-hmm. Because it's gotta be more, it's gotta be more important. Like, there's no way she would just say that and never talk about it again. Because that just seems like a really weird, important detail that we don't really actually need to know unless it's very important. Right. But don't worry. If it does never get mentioned again, I will be angry and I will let you all know. <laughs> I'll let y'all know. Uh, can we talk about the whole, oh my gosh, I think, I think these are so funny about um, the the tension and the jealousy between Violet and Catriona oh or whatnot that she, she was. Oh my god! <laughs> let me let me paint the fucking scene. So, high school drama, as we were saying, Violet and Zayden. Mm. Now, as was mentioned in my previous. The, our previous episode that we did. I don't like Zayden. I don't think he right. has much in the way of personality. I don't like the way he treats Violet. I don't like... In this book especially, how he was like, I'm not going to tell you anything unless you ask for it. Yeah. And Violet says, 
I don't know what to ask. And he's basically just like, all right, I guess I'm not going to tell you fuck all then. Like, oh, that's on you, sis. And then <laughs> just leaves. Let's flip back and reverse it and look at Violet here. She is constantly like, oh, I just, I just can't tell my body to stop wanting him. But he, but he's not honest with me all the time. Girl. Y'all, there's an actual world-ending war going on. And you need to know everything 100% of the time. Or, or else nothing? Like, that, and that's impossible! Oh my god. And, yeah, and with Zayden being like, look, dude, you know what she's saying. She wants you to be honest with her. But then Violet being like, oh, he's not being honest with me. Well, fucking duh. Your ex-boy toy Dane was reading all your fucking memories. Why would he be honest with you? Especially when they go back to the school where Dane is and where there are multiple people that can read her fucking mind. Why would she be trusted with all the secrets? And why is she being a little bitch about it? I don't know. That irked me so much. I got so fucking tired of listening to Violet being like, but he needs to be honest. I'm like, bitch, you're not even talking to your best friend, so shut the fuck up right now. Well, she's being honest with literally no one. I swear, if you were to break it down, 50% of the main characters, either inward or outward narrative, is all obsessing over, oh, is he or is he not being honest with me? Like, it, any, it, oh my god, I'm worked up. It diluted Violet's character a lot. It simplifies her down to being something that obsesses over nothing except Zayden and Zayden's actions. It was so frustrating. It was, because she has the potential to be such a powerful character and like you get to see part of that but it like you're right it all comes like her agency was taken away to be based on a boy and like there's so many of like these young adult novels new adult in this case that focus on these powerful heroines but then they don't actually follow through with the powerful heroines yeah. it's just like nope just kidding it's always about a boy and it's like mm-hmm. that's not always the case you yeah. don't need a boy to be happy you don't need a boy to be powerful why are we focusing on this mm-hmm 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. say girl yeah i swear that was half the book was just her going back and forth on that and it wasn't a short book either iron flame iron flame if violet didn't give two shits about being honest please 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 make this meme please make it because it's so true because we do have a lot going on we've got she's now an upperclassman they're training new cadets liam who died in the last book and that was like super sad his younger sister hates Violet for a perfectly reasonable reason, which is, if it weren't for you, my brother would still be alive. Facts. Facts. And we've got, um, hello, Dane's character arc. Yes. He's coming in hot. Did you see my review on Goodreads? No, I didn't read it. 
Ah, oh, shit. I put this specifically in here for you. Let oh, 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 I'm going to read it. All right, I'm going to pull it up, but we're going to get back to that. What else do we have going okay. on? Oh, yeah, the Venom and the Wyverns. So the Venom ride Wyverns, and they steal magic from the earth or from the mountains or from, I don't know, people, I guess, where like wherever. And then they use it, and they turn all creepy and red-eyed, and um, yeah, like their veins stick out all weird-like. Speaking of sticking out, my hair is doing something <laughs> venom-ish right now. Um, uh, yeah, so there's there's a lot going on. We're dealing with the actual military breaking down, and still, oh, yeah. all we can talk about is well, Zayden, this. Nah, 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 oh yeah, nah, and the nah, new nah, commandant who's fucking <gasps> just oh, being just evil, just it's just so evil. Major Varish. Oh, I love That's him. A bad guy. I love him. I'm I'm so serious. He was one of the redeeming parts of this book because he character. He like, was so unlikable. In oh, a really yeah. likable way. I, every time right. he's he's a scene stealer. Every time he's there, yeah. he's like, "Hello, grand entrance. We're focusing on me now, sluts. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and read it. That's every single scene with Barish, and he's so mean to everybody. And I just, oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, that and uh, Violet's like not being able to sleep and and she's like getting overcome by like these uh um venom i guess visions if you will from like their main sage guy who's or whatever the main venom guy was just always haunting violet's dreams and we get to see that play out i absolutely love this because it's uh i think it's a very classic like uh prediction future prediction thing He's giving her the future, and, she, and, like, she's got all the answers, but in a different way. Like, he says, you will break the wards for love, and she's like, no, I won't. So you're already thinking, like, throughout the book, that's what it's going to be. You're going to be focused on, like, Violet and how she's actually not going to do the wards or something like that. But that's alluding to, like, the third book. He just told her out of context, like... There's some, there's some shit, and I loved it. I was like, nice, and then we find out that Zayden also got to see the sage in his dreams and shit, and talked about how he was gonna fall or something like that, and I was, uh, it was so good. Oh. Okay, wait. Uh, when the whole sage thing happened, this is towards the end, this is kind of our climactic action. And Zayden is like, no, he wants me. And Violet's like, how do you know that? I thought he wanted me. The sage is like one of the super powerful bad guys or whatever. And he's like, I just do. One of these times I'm absolutely not going to tell you what's going on. And he goes and confronts him. And then he talks about the dreams that he had. I thought, I legitimately thought that Violet was seeing his dreams. Like through their drags. So... I, I kind of thought this was a little bit brilliant. Like, we thought the whole time that this was Violet's prophecy when really it was Zayden's. But it's also likely that they were both being fed the same information because they were like, whatever, the more the merrier. Or if I can get either one of these super-duper powerful right. people 
I'll be in business or I need them both. I actually, yeah, I interpreted that as, oh, she was seeing what was going to happen to Zayden, not to her. Um, yeah. So what, what does happen to Zayden after he meets the super powerful sage? Well, first off, we get very concerned because we, again, like, the bonds through the dragons and the riders or whatnot, and you can, like, feel pain. It's kind of like that, like, echo thing if you think about, um, like, the string thing or whatever and, like, Akatar between the, ma- the mating bond, basically. Um, so while Violet's doing her thing and, like, like trying to fix the world, uh, she feels Terran's fear for Seagales, who's fearing for her. <laughs> Satan, so we're getting like seven different ways around, but it's not going great. So you're like, oh fuck, is Zayden about to die? Zayden fucking Ryerson about to die? And you're like, one can only hope. <laughs> but uh, it turns out he gets turned into a venom. Straight up. Because in order to be a venom, you, if you can't meet him, you gotta join him. So he couldn't beat the venom sage, so he steals magic from the earth to beat the venom sage. And now he's got uh, red eyes and stuff. And so now we're like, oh, great, right, he's gonna go fucking crazy. Yes. Yes. Like oh, the yeah. sage goaded him yeah. into it, too. He was like, you know, you can't beat me unless you do this and Jaden's like I'll never join you like you know like Luke Skywalker and he's like no Obi-Wan told me you killed my father and he's like no Luke I am your father and he's like he goes (laughs) just straight up (laughs) so now Zayden has turned into that which he despises most Mm-hmm. Which makes him finally fucking interesting. Yes. Now he has. Yeah. You're like, ooh. Now he has something worth reading about. Because I'm not gonna lie, he just sort of didn't before. He just wasn't really anything. He no. wasn't giving. He wasn't no. giving anything other than secretive shadow daddy. Yes. Although I did like the consent in a way in this book. Because, obviously, Violet's like, I want you to kiss me. I want you to do whatever to me. And he's like, not, no, not until whatever. And I was like, nice. We're not doing it mainly. We're just trying to force communication. Because it made me, it made me think of, um, A Touch of Darkness with, like, the Hades and Persephone retelling. Where they just use sex all the time and never communicated. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're fighting. Let's fuck! And you're like, hey, what? <laughs> I love when you say stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, this time, like, it kind of forced them to communicate, even though the communication was, you know, less than ideal of, you never tell me the truth. Well, you don't know what to ask. Well, fuck you! I mean, at least they're talking. I would take that over the miscommunication, no communication any day, but at least there was some talk, and I was like, yes. Good. At least there's some type of lesson through this book for young girls about shadow daddy men. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'll... I have to agree with you on that with a lot of the sex in this book. It definitely had the potential to be like like for one of the people to use it over the other 
to like, oh, I'm going to make Violet tell me she loves me by giving me the best orgasm of her life and then she won't have a choice. Um, yeah. Or for her to be like, I'm going to make him tell me all this stuff by, you know, Saying giving him an incredible blowjob. I don't know. Or, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what he wanted to hear. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Blowjob, I, blow I love you. Blowjob, I love you. What's the difference? Find the difference between these two pictures. <laughs> Um, write that one too. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> the uh, what did you think of the quite explicit scene of Violet getting absolutely finger blasted in the throne room? <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, I was like, oh, dear. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm only going to say I liked it in the fact of, like, I thought that was a pretty cool, powerful move to, like, for Zayden to, like, show violence. I mean, granted, through, I mean, not just through finger finger blasting but through the act of putting her in a place of power kneeling doing all that stuff like that was very symbolic and with their relationship it felt like oh okay look you wanted not like supplication but you wanted him to give you everything and like to be able to trust him and he's doing this in the throne room, a very big place of power. Like, it was very, I just thought it was very, like, like, okay, Zayden, okay. Yeah. Go, go with the finger banging. <laughs> the fact that it immediately followed, now we're getting back to your original question, which was all of the tension between Violet and Catriona, which I thought was pronounced Katrina. It's Catriona, you pronounce the O. My bad, everybody. Um, so, Catriona is she's a griffin rider person yes her dad is like a duke or something i don't know i don't know but basically zayden used to it's like the swan princess where zayden used to go to their uh summer palace i can't believe i'm stuck with her all summer summer. and it's it's his ex-fiance uh-huh. Uh, and so Catriona wants to be royalty. Like, she wants to be powerful. She wants to be in a position of power. That's why she wants to be with Zayden. She doesn't care about him, which I, I like. I like that she was very upfront with that. She's like, I don't care about his heart. Who gives a fuck about that? I'm trying to be queen, bitch. After that, I was like, okay. Yes, uh, okay. And Violet wants to love him because him. And Zayden is there also sometimes. Yeah. So. And, you know, he's there. (laughs) Yeah. So Catriona. Okay. I'm going to say 
that this might actually have been, I think, one of the more brilliant writing aspects of the book is that whenever Violet was around Catriona, she just cannot control her jealousy or her anger, or her outbursts towards this person. And you only learn after this happens a couple of times that that's Catriona's power, that she's like Jasper yeah. Hale in Twilight, that she can like riot people's emotions, essentially. Uh, uh. I just made that a was so good. I just made a Mistborn reference. Yeah, she's a rioter. That's what she does. And um, mm-hmm. it, it, but like it seemed like a very normal reaction for a person to have, just not a normal reaction yeah. for Violet. Right. But then you learn, oh, this character can mess with people's emotions, and Violet, and she was doing that intentionally to Violet, and it almost got her fucking killed. Violet was like, I'm gonna rip your arms off and feed them to you until you are dead. And she just kept doing it. I was like, she's really like, commi- You're committed to the cause. Um, but yeah, I will say probably my favorite thing that Violet said the whole time. Because Catriona earlier in the book had said something about, oh, that oh that finger thing that Zayden does. Like, I, I taught her oh, that. I taught that. And then Violet goes up to her and is like, oh, you know that finger thing? Thanks. <laughs> I was like, damn. Read her bitch ass. Yup. <laughs> Please look at your phone. Look at my phone. Oh, fine. You've sent me. A- <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a new segment where we just send each other memes and we tell people you have to go to our Instagram to see it. Yep. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Yeah, this one's office themed. That's what I will say. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to talk about with what? this book is this right. absolute op invention of blocking the fucking bond between a rider and a dragon that oh like, yeah they're drugging just like wears off or something like are you kidding me yeah yeah that, that's so very they, gratuitous they have invented this drug that like dims the bond between riders and dragons so they can't access their power they can't talk to their dragons like yeah i thought that was uh-huh. neat it's like um, honestly it reminded me of the like it's like the opposite of Jirda Param in Six of Crows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like makes their power stronger. This one dulls their power. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm all for it because the industry, the industry piece is always going to catch up to the magic. And, oh and right, like, yeah, yeah. So. I was like, what's stopping them from just putting it in everybody's <laughs> Absolutely nothing. That's the, it's the implication. It's the implication. Uh-oh. Because we already know that this is a government that would do that kind of. That's fair. Um, can we talk about how I never, ever in my wildest dreams, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, um, would have guessed that Jack fucking Harlow would come back from the dead. Jack Barlow? Yeah. Harlow from, I'm thinking Jack Harlow from Jungkook's 3D. Yeah, 
The rapper Jack Harlow? Yeah, Jack Bart. Whatever the fuck that guy's name is. <laughs> yeah. That's what the episode called. Jack Harlow comes back from the dead. Jack Harlow back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't really get it. Like, yeah. So his ninja soul. He wanted to. He wanted to kill Violet. She brought a mountain down on top of him. You know, as one is wont to do. Yeah, man. I guess he wasn't all the way dead, and so they save him. They bring him back to the mender at Bezgaith, and he's, like, expending all his energy to try to mend this dude, like, like Frankenstein him, like, literally put him back together. But he's Venom? Like, I guess I missed when he turned into that... Uh, like, yeah, I don't. It know. didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Like, I understand the point that he serves in the book, which is that I, I feel like he was brought back basically just to say to Zayden at the end, like there is no going back. You're one of us. Yeah, that and to like antagonize Violet, it felt like Varish was like, you know what? What's dead doesn't die. Anyway, bring this. Fuck her back. Yeah, bring him back Violet. to life. Was, was Varish... Was Major Varish... Like, Venom 2? Like, I don't understand the link between wanting to keep Barlow alive and him then being a bad guy. I'm gonna say he isn't because he was easily killed. Or easily yeah. outmaneuvered. And it takes a lot to try to kill a Venom. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's a wannabe Venom. Like, if he could, he would (laughs) have. The only way they were able to kill him, though, is because uh, Dane came and saved saved the little doodah day. I was like, ooh, I, I knew, I knew he... I knew he was not gonna give her up. I was like, oh yeah, he's fucking, he's fucking with Varish. He's not gonna touch Violet like that. He's not gonna do, he's not gonna kill Violet like that. I was like, nice though. Appreciate it. It's like, fine, I guess you can stay. Yeah. The thing, this is part of what makes Dane an interesting character to me and what was coloring a lot of my opinions of the first book version of Dane was, is that he chooses to join this revolution, rebellion, the rebel rebellion, revolution, <laughs> revolution, despite the fact that his entire family will disown him, that it doesn't align with all of his beliefs and everything that he has been brought to stand for his whole life, despite that everyone who's already on the cool kids club hates his guts but he kind of ignores all of that in favor of i truly think this is the right thing to do yes yeah is he a great guy not really did he make the best decisions in this book absolutely Yes, I think, and I also think that they did a really good job with this because so so often I feel like in these books that pit the like the love interest because again not a triangle unless we got our LGBTQ you know 
but uh, <laughs> uh, like like if we take Akatar, like you got Reese and you got Tamlin, like they have to make one of them good and they have to make one of them bad. Mm-hmm. But this is interesting because they're both like gray. They're they're both never good, never bad. Or sorry, they're both always good, always bad. You know what I mean? They're not inherently good, inherently bad guy. And I also like that it did turn into a friendship, but it didn't feel like a forced friendship. Yeah. Or like, you've been friend-zoned, and you hate it. Like, he just kind of accepted it and, like, moved on. Like, And I, I thought that was very mature of him, and it gained a lot of respect for me. But I just like how it wasn't, like, weird yeah. afterwards. It was just like, all right, we have a mission. Let's Let's try to figure this out. We have to put all of our energy towards it. Let's move on. I know you don't like me. Moving on. Cool. So I thought that was really nice. Yeah, I won't belabor it. I think you pretty much killed it. He he did some good. He did some good in this book, and I don't think anybody can short him that. Uh, what? Spoiler and 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 um. Oh my god. The scribe girl. Oh, um. Oh my God, what's her the name? Jessamine. Jess. Je- it's, oh no. I love her too, so this is embarrassing. Whoopsies. But, but yeah, the whole. Okay, the scribe girl. sign. And he wants to learn how to sign because he has a crush on her. Yeah, that's... It's really cute. I don't want to like... Yeah, yeah. Very cute. Let's read a book about them. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm so for real done with Violet and Zayden as a couple. Like, I don't need this pushed anymore. I, ser- I seriously... Do not... I would not buy them as an endgame couple. And that's not me going on record saying that Violet's going to end up with Dane or anyone else in this book. I just don't think they need to be together. At all. No, they don't. It's not good. It's not good for either of them. Yeah, they have to... The dragons and... This, that, or the other. What, like, whatever. I, I just, I, I did not buy them as a couple this entire book. There was not a single redeeming thing. I don't know. Uh, about yeah. them as, as a romantic couple that I bought from this book. And that was so much of it. There was so, all this other stuff we're talking about, all this other, we're trying to raise the ward, we're trying to fix the stones so that we can get, you know, our people protected from the wyvern, so we can figure out an actual, like, war plan. All this other stuff going on. Oh, and by the way, the mom dying, the mom sacrificing herself to power the stone. Sorry, I stole your thunder. She sacrifices herself to power the stone to get the wards up and we're still just bitching and moaning and crying about Zayden and Violet just enough enough is enough I'm sorry it's done I'm done I am done with them and I don't think I've ever been so done with a main book couple ever 
are they worse than Rowan and whatever the fuck her name is? Oh the lady with the bajillion God. names. God, Aelin. There you go. Oh. Oh, no. That's such a good question. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's another question. Maybe easier than that one. What did you think about the mom sacrifice? What did you... Saw it what was going through your brain when that happened? Saw it, and saw it her, the mom got to say her piece. So it was always for you guys. She was never going to redeem herself in the eyes of Mira or Brennan while she was alive. Yeah. She just... She never was. So, yeah, I think that was the only way that that could have gone down. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it was like the same... I feel like it was almost the same kind of thing when... Uh, there's there's two books. The one that I really didn't really like, uh, The Scorned Prince, and then the other one, um, The Ember in, in the Ashes. Yeah, so I was thinking like the mom, where the mom was, was so the mean, commandant like, of the college. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh. and she's like, no, I actually this is all a ruse. It just it's all about love. You're like, what? I don't believe that though, because you didn't show any of that there was no softer spots that we could have actually believed in that i don't know it just felt like whoa oh okay okay bye mom just felt really weird yeah hold on for a second uh i'm gonna call aj back real quick okay i just felt like like i get it but also i didn't believe it but as long as you know violet believed it and all that jazz good for her yeah but everything i've done everything i do i do it for you (laughs) or um oh you're gonna love this one yeah what's her name um fucking oh shit from game of thrones cersei cersei Uh, yeah yeah where um where she's like oh everything i do is for my children Oh, and she says that, but she actually, throughout the entire series, makes these very selfish decisions that end up directly causing the deaths of all her children. So it, yeah, it's like that. It's like, oh, I did everything for you guys, but also it was the easiest way for me to avoid having this really hard conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't hate it. Someone big in this book had to die. Uh, yeah. And... To be honest, I think the mom is probably the softest ball to hit there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just my my opinion on the whole mommy dearest situation. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> I didn't There's like so it. so much of that book. I mean, we talked a lot about that book. But I didn't like it. I, I hardly liked any of it. Yeah, the most of it was just the whole honest conversation, now that I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, there was so much plot, but all of it was just surrounded by, oh, you didn't tell me what he ate in the fifth grade, he lied to me, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, the narrative, the narrative 
was very much dictated by what I felt like was an immature conversation. Um, and I understand that these are young characters dealing with very big things, but they're also adults and they are acting very adult and living very adult lives and making very adult decisions. But then when it comes to their relationships, I'm just supposed to like dumb myself down back to what a very high school level right le- like level of pettiness like I talked to in the fourth wing episode about how I felt like there were a lot of the pieces of the book that just didn't quite fit with the genre uh-huh. things that just felt all of a sudden very out of place And this whole book just felt really cobbled together by a lot of mismatched things. There was the plot, and then it was kind of stuff over top of it that just, like, didn't really make sense. Violet and Zayden's relationship didn't make sense to me at all. Violet going back to Bezgaeth and then not doing anything about the revolution... Um, right. Well, I mean, they're, that's they're not true. She was, I mean, she was helping them to smuggle weapons. Right. But, like, sure. she wasn't, like, trying to, like, like, again, book number five, uh, Order of the Phoenix, like, Harry was like, I'm disillusioned. Let's start a fight club. Yeah, I'm going to train a little like, army. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to try, I'm going to train this whole goddamn place. I was like, I can't get attached to the first years because they're all going to die. Like, <laughs> I mean, true. That's true. They were having these like morale events and she was getting really into like the squadron picnics or whatever they were having. I was like, this feels weird, like that we're spending time on this. I I don't know. Call me a bitch, say I don't get it, whatever. I joined a bunch of new Facebook groups about fantasy, uh, like, paranormal romance book recommendations. And there are a lot of people on these Facebook groups that have been posting about this book series and how this is like a whole new wave of peoples. This is their ACOTAR. This is their entry into the romantic genre. This is their, like respawns their love for reading series. I get it. Is Akatar the best book series ever written? Nah, probably not. Do I revere it at a level that is probably a little bit unhealthy? Yeah, also a little bit. I mean, we still we still hold up Twilight, even though we absolutely can't Thank you. Can't Thank, you. That book. Thank you. But we can also talk about it critically. So I was doing some research today on company time where I was looking at these Facebook groups. I know, I could have been doing so many other more productive things. I'm sorry. I just and you said it on company time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at these groups and everyone's posting their special editions and their sprayed edges and I'm happy for them. I'm happy for people that like this book. I really am. But there was a lot of very defensive comments about how I just don't understand how anyone could dislike this book I'm like I'd be willing to have a how long are our podcast episodes typically a 90 minute conversation with you about why I don't like this book series 
series. It, um, yeah, I like the dragons. I like some of the magic. I kind of like some of the characters sometimes, but other than that, I'm really just not behind it. I think a lot of people could say that they were disappointed by this book, especially if you really swept up after Fourth Wing. Six months later, bam, Iron Flame comes out, and allegedly the author has not even begun to write the third one yet. Which, you know, whatever. Whatever. I still don't even know if Lee Bardugo is writing the third uh, Alex Stern book yet. So, you know, we can't really dwell on that. That's fair. Or else I'll go insane. <laughs> but yeah. We forgot to even talk about another thing that happened. And Darna. And her sleeping through the almost the entire book. But, like... Oh my god, she was so fucking annoying. Oh my god, how did I forget? And Darna, the little dragon. She's actually a black dragon. Oh, who would have fucking guessed? She's like, that's like a new... Like, there's, like, a, no, she's, like, the new breed of dragon, isn't she? Or something like that. Like, she's, like, the seventh, she, like, there's six. Yeah, she's, like, like, camouflages. She has the shiny, yeah. she has the shiny scales, and she can mm-hmm. She's, like, camouflage. I want to be a black dragon, because I don't want to be by myself. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was, I was mixed up on that. She wanted to be a black dragon because of Taryn, mm-hmm. and she respects mm-hmm. him. That's big... That's big stepdaddy stepping up energy. Um, not in like a weird way. No. No. Yet. Like, <laughs> I stepped up because he couldn't or whatever. <laughs> like that. But and, I was so mad that Andarna was not Karen and Sigil's baby. You led me down a fake rabbit hole. You got that red herring for me. And I was like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, I was so mad. Yes, water, water, drip, 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 water, 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 drip, drip, water, drip. Clank, clank, clank. Clank, clank. Yeah, I mean, she kind of is. They're both her right. acting parents, but they're not her biological parents. It kind of sounds like yeah. they don't really know where she came from, actually. Yeah, it sounds like her egg was forever old and did not hatch for a very very long a time yeah. until Andara was like the one is out there I must hatch now <laughs> she um uh it's very much it's giving Aragon yes yeah, like I'm not gonna hatch until I know the person is right to take care of me mm-hmm. or I think I think that's how Serafina hatched something like that I feel like it is, yeah. Somebody will tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, leave me a comment. Like and subscribe. Turn on the notification bell. Clang, clang, clang! <laughs> clang, clang, clang! You can Yeah, she was... so annoying. This whole book. I get it! She's all going through her teenager years. Boy, we had to cut that some of that out. It, there was so much of Andarna just disagreeing with everything Taryn said just to take up space on the page. I couldn't stand it. She was asleep forever, and then she wakes up, and she's just so mean to everybody. 
it almost felt like she was like an afterthought in this book like she yes was, oh it like, so did it was like weird you're like oh she does not know what to do with andarna she can't write andarna like yeah. she just andarna can't play a big part in this book because then she won't be able to play an even bigger role in the next book so i i see where i just would have kept her asleep longer yeah just keep her asleep whatever i don't know Clang, clang, clang. Uh, I did see some of those comments of like, just, just kill her, or like, just eat him, or whatever. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's funny. Ugh, why are we You're still right. talking? <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say? No, uh, that, um, God, I don't even know anymore. You know what, you know what she's giving? She's giving Eris from Sinbad. She's like, ah, oh, less talking, more screaming. <laughs> yes! What a good movie. I love that movie. When people are like, I've never seen Sinbad, I don't watch kids' movies, I'm like, are you out your damn mind? There's so much sexual tension. Have you lost your damn mind? Because I'll help you find it. I'll help you find it. Uh, yeah, when she says, he's so cute and so gullible. <laughs> oh, I love that shit. I go wild for that movie. Oh, yeah, the tension between Sinbad and, uh, was his name Phoebus? Yeah. Oh, oh, like oh, that was a threesome. I know for a fact. Know for a fact. <laughs> Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yep. 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 Love. 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 Sinbad. So yeah, I. Uh, I can't. I didn't really enjoy it. There were there were some good aspects. I will okay. relent that. I'll read the next one. Yeah, I'm interested to see where this world is going. And like. Like. It, it, it's almost oh, like, uh, like we say in every D&D &D thing, are we the baddies? Are we the bad guys? Are we have skulls on our helmets. Are we the baddies? <laughs> if uh, this can't happen, because I think the fandom would burn something to the ground, if Violet had to kill Zayden, like, to save the world, I would be back on, I would be on this train. I'd be on that train. That would be so good. Wow. Wow, yeah. That'd be great. I don't I don't foresee that happening though. I think she's Yeah, gonna not, find, not with this. She's gonna find Probably. some way to use the power of love, Sailor Moon style, to heal him. Yep. So more people are gonna oh, die. Wow. I do think Brennan's gonna die for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um because or Mira. I'd be so sad if Mira died, because she's kind of a straight-up badass. Yeah. Mira's cool, so yeah, she'll probably die. I gauge how likely a character is to die based on how much I like them. Mm -hmm. yeah, Dane, like Dane Mira, might but... die. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It would be wild. Riddick will die. also not going to happen, but um, like if Violet turned Venom... Or whatever. Or maybe Brennan is the real state of humans. Who's to say, you know? That that would be pretty out there. 
That yeah, would be it. Would. Yeah, it would. It would 100% would. And it's not going to be a thing. Taryn or Segale, one of them has to die. I'm telling you, one of them has to die. I oh. think it's going to be Segale. I think it's going to be Segale. I think Segale... Here's... Uh, okay. Write this down. I think Segale is going to sacrifice herself to save Violet. I... I see that happening because there's, like, this weird tension between Segale and Violet. And Violet's like, mm-hmm. I don't really know why she doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. But, yep. yeah... I think I think that would happen. I think she's gonna talk it over with Taryn first so that it doesn't kill him. Yeah. Yep. Boom, that's yeah, my that's prediction. Bad. Catch me back here in a year. Catch me outside. <laughs> yep, that's a really good prediction. Thank I you. I like that. Thank you very much. I like that. I don't know what the whole deal is with Andarna. I can't make a whole prediction on her yet. And then she's probably going to have many babies and everybody's going to get a dragon. Everyone gets a dragon. And when everyone's super, no one will no. be. <laughs> okay, Syndrome. <laughs> That's what the S is for. <laughs> What's the S for? Uh, Sitter. That's another movie. Okay. The Incredibles has a scene that makes me so emotional. Not like crying, because plenty of Disney Pixar movies make me cry. A movie that like legitimately gives me anxiety is the moment in The Incredibles where they fired the missiles towards the plane. Like the heat-seeking missiles towards the plane. Fire some JDAMs up there. And um, <laughs> they're like, uh, you know, India Golf Niner Niner requesting blah, 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 blah. You know, please don't shoot, don't shoot. There are children on this plane. Like when she delivers that line and the assistant is like, oh, shit. And he's like, no, don't do it. He's like, too late. 20 years too late. I was like, ah! I flip out every time I see that. Like it. It really hits me. It gets yeah. me going, as you can probably tell. Anyways, how did we start? How did I find a way to shoehorn the Incredibles into this conversation? Oh, because we did the whole when everybody's super, nobody is. Oh yeah, Syndrome. Great uh, villain. I love Syndrome. Yes. Yeah. I love him. I love. I love a good villain. I love a good villain. Um. Commander Zhao from the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender. Ah, yes. I love that character. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, have you seen, speaking of Avatar The Last Airbender, have you seen, like, the new stills for the Netflix show? No, yeah. I haven't. Amazing. Even, like, the trailer looks good. Like, everybody's like, yes, this is the thing we needed, not whatever that was made with Nicola Peltz and Jason Rathborn or whatever, Jasper. <laughs> The M. Night Shyamalan avatar. Oh, yeah. I thought Dev Patel was a really great Zuko, actually. So everyone can kiss my ass about that. How about that? Um, 
No, Netflix and I are not on speaking terms right now. That's right. This is fair. So, yeah. All right. Anything? Um. Anything else on Iron Flame? No. Again, I thought there was a lot of merit in the plot, but it fell flat. Did I enjoy listening to it? Yeah. How, how is it without fail both books now i am listening to it so i'll wake up i'll put my headphones in i'll go you know wash my face go to get ready for breakfast and i swear the second i sit down and start eating someone starts having sex <laughs> like it's like clockwork <laughs> every time I'm like, just oh, wee little innocent. You have to have me. sex every like ten minutes. It's I'm like it's seven hour. in the morning. Can we not? Can we not? Because it just seems to come out of nowhere. It does. There's no warning. It's just boom. You're like what? What? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I'm never expecting it. And I sit down, and I'm like, oh, these fucking people again. Literally these fucking people again. Ugh, yeah. Well, oh. that is what we thought about Iron Flame. If you liked our hot yep. take, uh, you'll probably like a lot of other hot takes we have on books. If you didn't, keep listening and... Tell us. Yeah. Tell us. Let us know what we're getting wrong, because I want someone to tell me why... They like this book. I I love to be challenged on this kind of stuff. Like seriously. Like Marianne. Marianne liked the book. She did. She, we talked about it very briefly. Um, yeah, she was like, "This is this is a book for readers. This is a book that you don't have to sit there and dissect the plot." Which is, of course, what my brain is like. I don't know. Automatically programmed to do. She's like, "You don't have to sit and dissect the plot. Just That's enjoy fair. it." She's like, have you ever thought about, you know, just enjoying reading a book? And I was like, are you insane? Have are you, you? Who are you? I don't read for enjoyment. <laughs> I read to be better than other people. <laughs> Anyways. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this up because we need to move on along to our next episode. Yeah, we'll see you very shortly <laughs> for but, us not so much for you yeah everything but the book dot com but everything but the book cha cha everything but the book cha cha clang 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 man clang clang all right uh, instagram everything but the book Facebook. pod everything but the book pod uh website everything but the book pod dot com Formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> Everything but the book pod. We have a TikTok that we don't use. Treat yourself. <laughs> but yeah, just 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 interact with us. We we love you guys. We seriously love it. Love 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 it. Thank you so much. We're gonna be now looking at our Spotify Wrapped next episode. Checking out all the um, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.